Hello, it's David here. Thank you so much for listening to the Leader Coronavirus Daily. And please do subscribe and share this through your podcast provider. Give us a rating too if you can. That'll help us a lot in growing the show. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marsland. The government's approval rates plummeting. Can Dominic Cummings really hold on to his job? As one Tory MP said to me, people are angry this weekend. Wait until the recession starts to bite. Then they'll be really, really angry. Our political editor Joe Murphy on what's been happening inside the Conservative Party and... I think Keir Starmer has to be quite measured and forensic in terms of how he frames the questions against the government. Columnist Aisha Hizarika, what can Labour do with this? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, can Dominic Cummings hold on? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Have you ever driven a 60-mile round trip in your car to test your eyesight? Dominic Cummings says he has, and so apparently has Michael Gove. Um, uh, I have, on occasions in the past, um, driven with um, uh, my wife in order to make sure that... uh, uh, What's the right way of putting it? The Environment Secretary was speaking to LBC as the government continues to try to put a full stop on the Cummings affair. But it's not going away and those full stop efforts look more like an ellipsis now. As the uncertainty carries on, our editorial column says Cummings may not be going, but change is definitely on its way. The at-best mediocre performance of Britain in the Covid crisis has been in part overlooked by the country because they feel that at least we've all been in it together as a result of the Prime Minister's own time in intensive care. If the mood now turns, then more focus will be thrown on the government's competence. We have yet to see whether this story, like most, has completely passed by those ordinary families that Mr Cummings tells us we should listen to, or whether instead it confirms their worst suspicions, that this lot of rulers are just like the others, and set rules for the rest of the country 
that they themselves ignore. The tight hold on the Vote Leave veterans is disappearing. Cabinet members are emerging as future contenders for the Crown. Labour is building a serious alternative. In short, the clock is ticking on the self-appointed anti-elite elite. Our political editor Joe Murphy is with me now. Joe, it was a big gamble putting Dominic Cummings on TV, but at one point it looked like the government might have just about pulled this off. Yes, I think this morning they thought they might well have pulled it off. The Prime Minister had really gone out of his way to defend Dominic Cummings, and quite a few Tory MPs were sitting back saying, well, we can't go directly against the Prime Minister because his authority is now on the line. But then we had this resignation by Douglas Ross which has had really quite a galvanising effect. You've had several more MPs come out since, saying that Dominic Cummings is, quote, a distraction, close quotes. That seems to be the operative word, and it's an important word because here we have a government handling a crisis and it can't afford to be in crisis at the same time. And that sense, I suppose, of a crisis perhaps looming can't be helped by a poll on the government's approval rating, can it? You've now seen um, a Savanta group, Comres Daily Tracker, which shows overnight almost the government's approval has dropped 16 points. Um, it's now minus two points. And the Prime Minister's approval rating, which was plus 19% just four days ago, is now minus one point on balance. So this is hurting now. But the minister who has resigned, Douglas Ross, is MP for Moray. He has a majority of just 513 over the SNP. And one might speculate that he has a very good reason to be nervous of public opinion in his constituency um, with a majority like that. What is the government trying to do here? Have they misjudged public opinion or are they just really keen to keep hold of Dominic Cummings? I think this is a a matter of the Prime Minister wants to keep Dominic Cummings, feels under some sort of obligation to Dominic Cummings, who is credited by a lot of people around the Prime Minister as a kind of genius, a kind of Svengali, who was partly, partly the author of that huge 80-seat majority um, that he got just in December. Um, and also, of course, he won the Brexit referendum for, for, the, for the Vote Leave campaign. There is a sense that the Prime Minister feels personally bound up with the fortunes of Dominic Cummings and wants to save him. And really, that was the politics of yesterday. The Prime Minister gave his second press conference in a row, having not done a press conference for over a week, um, specifically just to try and save Dominic Cummings. And we saw the curious sight of, of the scientific advisor and the chief medical officer turn up to number 10, then leave, um, because they were going to do a press conference, but they didn't. Um, it seems the Prime Minister has thrown the kitchen sink at saving one man. And is that one man saved now? Can this, can he carry on in his job? The jury is well and truly out, but it's certainly not coming back with a not guilty verdict. This is now a different calculation as to whether Dominic Cummings broke the rules or didn't break the rules. I think there's, generally speaking, 
um, an acceptance that he didn't keep to the rules, although quite a few people have sympathy with him because as a father he may have been worried and emotional at the time he made these decisions. Um, but there is a different sort of um, powerful force in play. It's called survival. And the big, bigger the majority you've got, the more MPs there are in marginal seats who are going to start to feel nervous when things go badly. And of course, as one Tory MP said to me, people are angry this weekend. Wait until the recession starts to bite. Then they'll be really, really angry. Next. If you're purporting to be dad of the year or dad of the century by going, I must look after my son and take him up to Durham, then you're like, oh, God, you know, my eyesight's really bad. I might crash the car. Get the toddler, strap him in, let's go drive it. You know, it just doesn't feel very consistent. Columnist Aisha Hazarika, was putting a special advisor into the public glare a mistake? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Evening Standard's Londoner Diary notes that TripAdvisor has suspended reviews of the tourist spot Barnard Castle. Beautiful place to visit if you have a dry cough was one that had been left there. Great place for a test drive if feeling ill is another. The diary editor is Aisha Hazarika, a former advisor herself in the Labour Party, and she's with me now. Aisha, when you were watching Dominic Cummings, did you feel this was a man who would hold on to his job into next week? So I had a whole range of emotions watching it. I did think this is a man who can survive it just because of the sheer chutzpah of the performance and the fact that it was done, you know, in the Rose Garden and with the full backing of the Prime Minister and the Cabinet. I feel like he will survive this because they have already expended so much political capital on this, um, not just Boris Johnson, but Michael Gove, Rishi Sunak, um, you know, Gavin Williamson, senior members of the cabinet. But as I watched it unfold, I thought this is a kind of really huge moment in the story of where our politics is right now. Sometimes you have a moment in politics which kind of captures um, a particular leadership. And I do think this is one of those moments. Was it a mistake to put him out? in the Rose Garden? I think the mistake was made uh, when the allegations were put to Downing Street. Had they put all of this in a statement and said on Friday night or Friday afternoon when they would have got the message from the Mirror and the Guardian, look, 
he did this. He and his partner panicked. They thought they were both going to get sick. They genuinely at the time thought this was the best thing for their son. In hindsight, they realized it does look crass and insensitive and it does look like it was flouting the rules and they are very, very, very sorry about it. But this is a very anxious time for, for parents all around the country. Um, they, they ask sort of forgiveness for this, but it was a mistake, but made in good faith. I mean, there would have still been a few people snarking on the sidelines, but I genuinely think it would have been hard to see how this story would have carried on. Is this the sort of thing that Labour can just continue to use and continue to beat for the duration of this government until the, the next election? Because when Boris Johnson won with a pretty historic majority, we all thought there's no chance that Labour or anybody else can take over. Is this the kind of chink that says, well, maybe? I think this has definitely damaged the government and there's some polls out today which show that the support has, has really plummeted and Boris Johnson's personal ratings have definitely taken a nosedive. But it is naive to say, ha this is the big gotcha moment for Labour and, and victory is ours. You know, politics is a really, really tough game. We've got another four and a bit years till the next general election. But it's been such a terrible moment for the government that of course Labour is going to keep on this but what this will allow Labour to do is to kind of frame an attack and paint a picture of the Conservatives and start building up a narrative look I have no doubt that the one rule for them and one rule for us will be part of the general election campaign it will be definitely feature I'm sure in five years time I think what Keir Starmer has to do as well he is not a commentator. He is somebody who is seeking to be the prime minister. So he does have to be quite measured in how he responds to this. I think he has done the right thing. He said that Dominic Cummings should go and he has said there should be a proper inquiry. But he still has to be quite measured and forensic in terms of how he frames the questions against the government. But I don't think this is the thing that's going to bring the government down because they have got an 80 majority. But as somebody reminded me who has been in politics for a long, long time, even longer than I've been in politics, they were saying, look, you know, an 80 majority is not like you're coasting your way to just doing whatever you want. There is a lot of disquiet on the backbenches. I've had a number of Conservative MPs get in touch with me over the weekend dismayed and these are people who had been very big Boris supporters. Well Dominic Cummings himself is kind of pushing that morality thing he's saying he's doing it what was best for his family he did the moral thing and now he's getting reactions like on Twitter trending today was Barnard Castle eye test this can't be what he hoped to get on, on the, the day after. I have to say when the Barnard eye test thing came up and I did have a slight sort of moment where I thought Am I watching an episode of The Thick of It? Like, could Amando Ainucci have actually scripted anything like this? I do think that moment, it was the kind of walking Pizza Express moment in terms of the sort of Prince Andrew interview. And of course, politicians don't mind being hated and they don't mind being feared because hate and fear are powerful emotions but being kind of universally mocked and ridiculed is is quite painful if you're quite an alpha sort of strong and um, politician so i think all of that it, you're right that is not what dominic cummings wants has it escaped the westminster bubble now do you think the people at large really do care about this because this has been dominic cummings entire career 
was going, nobody outside Westminster cares about this. This is how we need to approach this. This is how we campaign. This is how we communicate to people because they don't care what's going on in Westminster. Has that changed with this? We've all had to make sacrifices. We've all had to stay inside. We've missed seeing our family, our friends, our loved ones, grandchildren, grandparents, you name it. The people that had to say goodbye to their loved ones via an iPad because they couldn't be with them. The people who couldn't go to the funerals of their loved ones. The fact that some people haven't even been able to bury their loved ones yet. That's why this story has got a kind of universal interest in it. That's why it's beyond the, the West Westminster bubble because it isn't actually a story about politics it is a story about the misery and the sacrifice that we've all had to go through so when the guy who's been the architect of the rules has decided that he's totally interpreted them in a different way that's why people are so upset And that's the leader, Coronavirus Daily. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. Now, we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.